Hello and thank you for taking a moment to listen to God's word here at King City Church. Currently we are in a series Hope Hastening. We hope that this series will be a blessing to you and your family. We are in the series called Hope Has a Name and the name is I said hope as a name and the name is Jesus. I said hope has a name and the name is Jesus. That is better. We always shout out what is the whenever they ask us a question in Bible college what do you think is the answer for this any question we always say Jesus. The professor can never say no that's a wrong answer. <laughs> We'll be like what you're saying Jesus is the wrong answer? Blasphemy, heresy. <laughs> so they're very careful in asking their questions. But really, hope has a name. And the name is? Last week we saw that Jesus was a friend, but he was betrayed. A friend who was betrayed. <clears throat> we looked at two people, Judas and Peter, both betrayed Jesus but we saw completely different responses in fact i got a lot of messages during the week pastor help me to be like peter so i responded them back asking them are you planning to betray him three times and they said no pastor help me to help me to come back with a repenting heart peter came back with a repenting heart he said you know lord i, I he understood who really Jesus was that that he he carried grace he is the person of grace so peter cried out even though he betrayed see judas betrayed him just with one kiss but peter betrayed him three times in three different occasions and i'm sure he felt worse but then he did not let his worst sin take over him but he allowed grace to take over him and that's why he cried out jesus forgive me forgive me forgive me and he became a powerful man an apostle who served jesus who died for jesus this morning we are going to look at jesus innocent but punished jesus innocent but punished How many of you have been punished by your parents when you were children? Okay, those who are not punished, put your hand up. Okay, nobody here. All right. I thought I'll have some fun with you guys. <laughs> everybody, everybody has been punished, right? How many of you have been punished even though you were innocent? Oh, don't don't everybody putting your hand up, huh? all you innocent faces look at that person next to you who put their hand up oh so innocent wow anybody online you can also put your hand up in the chat we will know that you are innocent but yet you were punished it happens right especially if you're in a gang with a lot of children everybody is pointing finger So all the parents will pull all their children and give them all a smacking. Nobody knows who did what. And the thing is <clears throat> whenever you are punished especially when you are innocent 
you want to be angry. Right? You don't, you want to fight for your rights. You'll be crying, but yet you'll be like, <laughs> you'll be like giving the evil eyes and show them that they're angry, even though it's hurting. Right? And, and nothing will like, you know, your parents, it doesn't, it doesn't change the, you know, anything. They'll be like, yeah, whatever. You still will be punished. No food for you. And still you want to prove, yeah, I am not going to eat. I was the opposite. Whenever I'm, I'm punished and if I was innocent and I'm angry, I would make sure that I go and put all the food in my plate and I eat it all so that nobody has lunch. <laughs> Try it. It works, Catherine. Sorry, Ribeiro family. We don't like to be punished when we're innocent, right? We don't like to be blamed for something that we never did. In fact, we want to fight for our rights. There's nothing wrong with that. But then, we have a God, we have a man, that we see the Son of Man who is completely God, <coughs> came down to this earth for a purpose innocent who wanted to be punished as innocent so that our lives can be saved so that you and I can sit here and claim that you are the children of God that you are the child of God he wanted it's like you telling your parents hit me mommy hit me daddy that would never happen he stepped down to this earth even though he knew that it is what his purpose is. He knew that he is going to be punished for something that, that he never did. But he wanted that and the reason he wanted that is because he wanted that for you. He took your place. The reason he went to the cross innocent is because we were all sinners. Turn to the sinner next to you and tell them why nobody's looking at anybody. They're all holy, is it? Turn to the sinner next to you and tell them now you're innocent. Because Jesus paid it all. That's the truth. He took your place. He had to be. In, you can't, another sinner can't save a sinner. A blind man can't lead another blind man. Even though they have techniques to do that now. We, you and I, we are saved by the pure, holy blood of Jesus and that's what he wanted that's what he came for so if you are looking for hope in life if you are looking for justice in life if you are looking for answers in life if you are looking for reasons why this happened in your life can you can you fathom what Jesus was going through if you, if you want to look at some situation in your life and say that is totally unfair, I want to say this is totally unfair. 
an innocent man who is sinless, blameless, shed his blood and even the last drop of water from his body for people that he has never met. Who can do that? Only a father who loves his children. I did not commit to love my daughter after she was born. The moment I heard the news that my wife is pregnant, I was ready. I didn't even have to meet her. I'm sure you have that joyful feeling. That same moment, it didn't change anything after she was, of course, it was nice to meet her in person. But nothing else, nothing else, you know, I didn't like, okay, now you're finally born from today onwards, I shall be your father. No, it didn't have automatically, automatically, she's mine. Jesus did the same. Even though you were going to be born centuries later, even though you were going to come into this world centuries later, 2,000 years ago, he made a decision that today there will be a Catherine Ribeiro who will be worshipping God. There will be a Hannah, there will be a Jackin, there will be, you know, an Ajay and an Amit, there will be a Mugisha. Whoever you are, wherever you are, God knew it all. And he gave his life completely as innocent person. And he, he was punished. Go with me to Matthew 27. And we're going to look at from verse 27 to 56. The verses won't come on the screen. But if you got your Bibles, you can go with me to Matthew chapter 27. And I want to talk about three kinds of people who were around Jesus during the time of his crucifixion. And these three kinds and groups of people had three different situations, three different responses because they had a different expectation. This morning, I want to talk to you from these three kinds of people in order to open your mind and open your heart to understand, do you realize how valuable your salvation is? For you to realize how valuable this Christian walk is. For people who have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you to realize what a valuable gift you have for your life that you can receive it freely today. Three kinds of people. The first kind, uh, we, can we can go to verse 38. It says, then two robbers were crucified with him. One on the right and another on the left. Two criminals. Two criminals who were not innocent were hanging on the left and the right of Jesus. The criminals who were beside Jesus were angry. They had no rights to be angry. <coughs> One of them was like, I don't, I don't even know why they decide to crucify us today. Because you were getting crucified, we were also getting crucified. Our date was like two months later. 
Why are we getting crucified today? If you are the son of God, why don't you save yourself and save us as well? An angry response. A response that man did not deserve. A criminal talking to an innocent. He's up there because he committed something that took him up there. To that cross. Jesus was hanging on the cross, not because he did a crime, not because he was a thief, but because he loved us so much. Is loving us such a big crime? He loved us so much. Because he loved us so much, he was hanging on that cross. What is your response to God? Are you angry at him? Are you angry at him because of a hopeless situation? Are you angry at him because you found yourself in some complicated situations and, you've, and, and you are looking for answers and those answers are not yet, you know, you haven't yet heard, you, you haven't got your prayers answered? Are you angry at him simply because God did not do something the way you wanted Him to do? Because of the timeline that you put for God and God did not come through? What are you angry at God for? If we are going to have an angry response to God, saying, if you are God, can you answer me? I know many of us have prayed that prayer. In the most toughest times, you have prayed that prayer. You have said to your own father, if you are my father, why are you letting this happen? Do you think that we deserve to ask him that? Come on, somebody answer me. We don't. We don't. We don't at all. Jesus innocent but we see a different response from these guys the second was in verse 39 it says and those who passed by blasphemed him waging their heads and saying you who destroy the temple and built it in three days save yourself if you are the son of god come down from the cross Come down from the cross. Questioning the identity of Jesus Christ. If I was Jesus, and if it was anybody questioning me like that, you know, the angels, everybody was at, at, at charge. I would have quickly come out of the cross and like shake them up and then go back. Just to prove a point. But he did not do that. He remained on the cross because he wants to prove a different point. And the point is, yes, I'm innocent. Yes, I don't deserve this. But just because I love you. You. You, you and I. Just because he loved us. He stayed on that cross. 
Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that he stayed on the cross? The religious leaders, those who are speaking were religious leaders because they were talking about the temple. They came around and saying, oh, you're going to destroy our temple. Many of us have a religious mindset towards God. Going to Him with a challenging mindset. Going to Him with a traditional mindset. Going to Him saying that, Lord, this is what our culture says. So please try to understand our culture, God. Can you please fit into our culture, God? Can you please fit into the traditions of my family, God? He's beyond all that, my friend. He's beyond all that. What is your response? And there was a third response. In verse 54. From verse 51 it says, Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked and the rocks were split, and the graves were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. There was a resurrection happening. Did you know that? During crucifixion, there were saints waking up from their graves. The veil was torn. That's a symbol that you and I have entered the new covenant in Christ Jesus. And many saints who were dead were raising up and coming out of their graves after his resurrection. They went into the holy city and appeared to many people. And verse 54 says, so when the centurion... And those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened. They feared greatly saying, truly, this was the Son of God. A Roman, a centurion, understood. His own people wanted him to be crucified. But somebody who orchestrated and led the crucifixion process realized that he is the son of God. What is your realization? When you go through troubles, when you go through, you know, deep waters, when you go through things in your life where you question God so much, but can you raise up and realize that you have the son of God with you? That you have a man, you have a God who was fully man, who was fully God, who walked on this earth for you and I, died on the cross, rose again on the third day, and now He's still your King. He's still your God. You have a God with you. Three kinds of people, three kinds of responses. One was convinced that Jesus should save himself and save him also. As if he deserved it. Are you going to God with prayers and requests, asking him things because you think you deserve it? Or are you asking him with the heart knowing that I don't deserve it, but by his grace I am here? The second response was religious leaders who misunderstood Jesus who misunderstood, you know, what he said about the temple because he was not about talking about the physical temple. He was talking about himself. 
And they were coming and standing there and again speaking the very thing. But then they have a completely different idea. They have misunderstood. They're still in their physical mindset. They're still in their traditional mindset. What would Jesus would have thought when they asked him? You said you're going to knock down the temple and you know, build it back again in three days. Jesus is like, yeah, it's happening. You just haven't seen it. There's a lot that God is doing. If you can just take your mind off the physical stuff and religious stuff and the rule stuff and come to God with an open heart and say, Lord, I want to see your move, you will see his move. You will see his move. And the third was the Roman centurion who understood the uniqueness of Jesus. He understood that he is the son of God. And post we see that he opened his house. Many people were saved and they received the, 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 the filling of the Holy Spirit. He understood who Jesus was. Do you understand who Jesus is? Do you understand the hope you have? Hope has a name and the name is Jesus. But that name was punished for you and I. Took your place for you and I. Because he was punished, you are not going to be punished. Hey, that's news. Turn to the person next to you. Look at them. Shake them up a little bit and tell them, you're not going to be punished. You're not going to be punished. Everybody's sad about it in this auditorium. I hope somebody online, just zoom in, let me talk to them. Somebody online, please be excited that you're not going to be punished. You're not going to be punished. Because you are washed by the blood of Jesus. He took your place already. You are saved. You are sanctified. You are clothed in the robe of His grace. You don't wear your ID card. All the hostlers know what I'm talking about. I know how you swap your ID cards and do all kinds of criminal activities. Your identity is swapped with Him. You have took on Him in your life. Can we all stand to our feet? John 1.12 it says, But to as many as did receive and welcome Him, He gave the right, the authority, the privilege to become the children of God. That it is to those who believe in His name. You are given a right. You have a right. Not to fight for your right. But to be right like Jesus. And to fight for His name. Not for your name. Amit, you don't fight for your name anymore. Amit doesn't have to be right. Because Amit is right. The reason Amit is right, because he is not right. 
because Jesus is right in your life. That was, he's totally confused. What am I now? Do you understand what I'm saying? The, the word says that many did receive and welcome him. If you welcomed him, Jesus, as your Lord and Savior, how many of you welcome Jesus as your Lord and Savior in your life? Hey, if there's anybody who have not done that, you can do that today. If you have welcomed him, he's given you a right. The Amplified Bible amplifies the word right into the authority and the privilege. You have an authority and you have a privilege to become the children of God. You have the right to call yourself, I'm a child of God. Which means that you have a right to tell the devil, don't touch me, I'm God's child. You have a right to claim his promises. You have a right to be forgiven. If you have the right to be forgiven, then how can you have rights not to forgive somebody else. If you have a right to be forgiven by Jesus, then you and I don't have a right to practice unforgiveness. If we have a right to follow the one who is holy, if we have the right to be righteous like Jesus, then we don't have a right to live a sinful life. What's your right? Turn to the person next to you and ask them, Who are you? Child of God. You have the right to call yourself children of God for only for those who believe in His name. You have hope when you believe in the name that is why hope has a name you can have hope in life your faith will increase in your life when you believe in the name and the name is not your surname the name is not your background the name is not the titles you put after your name the name is not the people that you know in your life. The name is not the influences that you have in your life. The name is not the name of the hospital. The name is not the name of Apollo Pharmacy. The name is not the tablets that you hold on to. The name is not the drugs that you're addicted to. The name is Jesus. Hope has a name and the name is Jesus. He was a friend who was betrayed. He was innocent and he was punished because he took your place. And that is why you have a right to be his child. Can you lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. If you are thankful about this news, if you are thankful, can you just take a moment and thank him? Thank him, everybody online. Can you thank him? Can you thank him? If you'd like to support our ministry financially, you can also by giving an offering at www.kingcitychurch.org forward slash give. And we will see you next week with a brand new sermon. God bless.